Hi, this is Jeff Fargin from Accidental Productions and the High Adventure Podcast. We've launched a new show called BingeCast, where my co-host Lori Butler and I review and recommend podcasts from all genres, and we also offer a few surprises. I hope you'll enjoy this introductory episode and find BingeCast on any of your favorite podcast platforms, and tell your friends. Thanks for listening, and now, here's BingeCast. Hello and welcome to BingeCast. I'm Lori Butler. And I'm Jeff Argent. We are the podcast that studies and listens to other podcasts so that you don't have to. Yeah, we go out there and we mine that whole ocean of podcasts and streaming nonsense and sift through a lot of bad stuff and we bring you the good stuff. And there'll be some bad stuff that we tell you to stay away from, but we're out there every day, every night trying to Bring the good stuff to you. Such a difficult job. It's a difficult Sitting job. around listening to podcasts and watching Netflix. Not Netflix, Amazon. And well, the streaming thing's out of control now. Because now all of a sudden I got a new phone. So now I have Apple TV for free. I don't know how many people love Apple TV. I think it's terrible. I think it's just terrible. Oh, I found some great stuff on there. But they have a couple shows that are so good that I'm going to continue to subscribe even though I never watch it because... Just for the one show. We've been tuning into the Ewan McGregor A Long Road Up season. I think this is like the third season of his motorcycle trip from South America all the way to... Yeah. He's been doing those for a long time. He's got a new motorcycle partner, but he's been doing those... They were almost a documentary series, and for a while they were like on Nat Geo or something like that. I think it's the same buddy. Is it, he mm-hmm. it used to be Charlie something or other. His father was a famous director. He was um, in a really bad motorcycle accident. And now he's recouped after physical therapy and they're back on the road. And I, and I read that those motorcycles are very different. Aren't they electric bikes they or something? They're all electric. And that's been the drama. Right. Because so, they're going off the grid. And how do you charge those things? We've gone totally off the grid talking about the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not even one of our shows we're going to review. So. Today, we're actually going to be reviewing our favorite comedy podcasts, but I guess we can count the uh, Ewan McGregor show on Apple well, bonus. The, the only thing I'll reviews. say about Apple TV is the two shows that I think are just fantastic are The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Um, and Ted Lasso is just the feel-good show of the century. You literally smile when that show's over. And there's not a lot of television out there in 2021 that leaves you feeling good at the end. And there's no question about mm-hmm. what it was like, what it, what happened. Do I interpret it the same way you do? It's just a very simple, I felt that way show. about Schitt's Creek. That that show gave me joy. It's a good one. And it's, it's great that those folks are sort of getting some notoriety now. Every single one of them is on a commercial now. They're all on commercials. And I look at them and go... Good for you. Good for you. It's been a hard road. It's a hard road in the arts. So good. Well, I got to say, I think comedy has been stronger on TV than in the podcast world because I had a really tough time coming up with a favorite comedy podcast. So what'd you come up with? Well, I got to say, I listen to so many comedy podcasts. If you go to iTunes podcast and you click on the comedy category, one of the things I noticed was this show called Comedy Bang Bang that kept showing up top featured most popular most high, you know highest number of downloads i just hated it just it was the worst and then i started realizing i'm very very picky when it comes to a comedy podcast 
the first dozen or so shows that I listened to, I realized, first of all, I don't like four hosts simultaneously laughing at their own jokes, cutting each other off, and uh, interrupting the guest. Now, are these podcasts of, I'm doing quotation, celebrity type, or are they just like the average guy who thinks he's funny, him and his friends? These were, these are comedians who bring in celebrities to interview, but then you barely ever get a chance to hear the the celebrity. So this is the highest rated comedy show on the Apple iTunes podcast list, Comedy Bang Bang. Couldn't get away from it. It kept showing up in every, I would go to websites and I'd type in best comedy podcast and would show up again Mm. and again and again. So I thought, well, maybe I just clicked on the wrong episode. Tried another one. Same thing. First eight minutes, 10 minutes of it is just blather and they're cracking each other up and going off trail. And so I decided, okay, I don't want an interview podcast that calls itself comedy. If I want to listen to somebody being interviewed, I'll, I'll check that out as a different category. I fell down a rabbit hole. I checked out Dax Shepard's interview show and it's just not funny. It's actually really, really smart and really heartfelt and really deep, uh, but not funny. And there was a lot of those that are classified in the comedy category that I didn't find funny at all. Like nobody made me laugh. Well, I, I even know that from my podcasting experience and our podcasting experience here, the categories that they offer you when you sign up and, and submit your podcast to be approved and get out on the air, the categories are very, very small. They're very broad and there's not many of them. And I have a podcast I do that I have changed literally the genre every season and I'm on season four and it's now it's a new category because it's so broad. I can't get one that really says what I want. So I think when they have Dax Shepard, who's been into comedy, they just arbitrarily put it in there. If he puts something else, people don't, won't find him. You know, I mean, so I don't know. And here we are off on a tangent on the ones we don't like, but um, so if you're out there and you like Dax Shepard, send us a message and tell us why you like that. Cause I'll, I'll give it another try and see, but I'm, I'm, there were some shows that I thought had a great lead in, um, the Ron Burgundy show with Will Ferrell. I thought that's gotta be hilarious. I didn't have the time to get dig in deep into that because it is again, another interview show, the office ladies. I thought, oh my gosh, that's gonna be perfect. It's got Pam and Angela from the office talking about office memories. So if you're a huge fan of the office, that might be a good direction. Ultimately, what I was looking for was something a little bit less tangible. I realized when I reflected on my own podcast listening history, I forayed into listening to podcasts because I used to listen to audiobooks exclusively. So what I was missing was storytelling. I wanted to hear funny stories. Actually, I kind of wanted to listen to stand-up comedians, but none of them are recording full stage sessions and putting them out as specials. So I decided on a show called Hello from the Magic Lantern. So Hello from the Magic Lantern stars a host named Arnie Niekamp, and he's an improv comedian, and he collaborates with three other hosts, but they're not really hosts, they're characters in a story. So it's much more closely related to those radio dramas of yore, you know, like the old school serials where you would tune in on a weekly basis and you'd listen to a story. So Arnie Niekamp fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King into the fantastical land of Noom. And that's the tagline that they use for this show. He has very little Wi-Fi connection in this back parking lot behind the Burger King. So he uses what he's got to create a podcast. Wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second. 
the character is in the parking lot behind the Burger King or he actually records this in the parking lot behind the Burger King? Well, he wants you to believe that he's actually recording the podcast in a pub in a fantasy land called Noom. The pub is called the Magic Lantern, which is why the show is called Hello from Magic Lantern. Okay, but he's not. He's not literally doing that. The sound quality is good. The production production value is wonderful. And the co-hosts, other characters that he's performing with, is a wizard and a animal badger that is like a shapeshifter. And each week on Mondays, they bring in another comedic, um, hilarious person to jump in as a character in this improvaganza, which is basically what this show has become. It's been around since 2015. So 350 episodes later, they've developed some of the best improv I've heard in a long time. I'd say probably the only critique I have of the show so far is that because it's got such depth, um, because it's been around for so long, I found it a little intimidating to jump in because there's a lot of inside jokes and um, story strands. But I went on their website and found they've got this huge supportive Facebook forum and a lot of followers that like to um, connect with their storylines. And one thing that I I found that makes it easier to listen to is they um, introduce the show afresh every week. So they explain again what they're doing. This is a fantasy storyline. It's wizards and beasts and kings and kingdoms and almost dungeons and dragons-y kind of content um, told by comedians. And um, yeah, I I couldn't recommend it more. I actually had a really good time listening to it. Good. That's exciting. Just find some. It sounds like it's. Have you ever listened to Welcome to Night Vale? I did. Actually, that one was on my other list. So it was. That is one that, like, if you jump in the middle, there's a lot of backstory to the characters in that that you almost have to go back to start early with that one. And we'll cover that one because I that's a fantastic. Yeah, I, I listened to Welcome to Night Vale. It's it felt more like one host story. This one has sound and sound effects, and they they take you, they transport you into places. Like last week, they were in a casino, and you could hear the sounds of casino noises. So you, while you're driving or listening, you can picture all of this action going on. And the guys are actually really, really pretty funny. And they're making it all up on the spot. Yeah, Welcome to Night Vale reminded me of, it seemed to me, and I may be wrong, but it seemed to me it was kind of a ripoff of that Garrison Keillor show, the when he did on PBS for so Prairie... Prairie Home Companion, <laughs> which I hated, hated more than anything. Oh, I loved Prairie Home Companion. Oh, I thought that I just would listen to that and go, how do these people have airtime? And is somebody paying them to put it this the most boring, awful I thing? I found it so soothing. Oh, it was just it made it was it made me angry. It no, was so boring. That show gave me joy. Oh man. I wondered whatever happened to he that. It got canceled. But that was around for decades. No, but I mean he got culturally canceled garrison keeler because he oh. was he had some issues with some employees and after umpteen years and he would tour with that show and he was writing books and did everything his career was over over literally overnight well i guess that's a good comparison for the night Vale show but i'd say probably the best comparison for hello for the magic dragon would be like eavesdropping on a bunch of kids playing dungeons and dragons um, I kind of imagine you gotta have better than that. some fantasy nerds just kind of having real fun together, just making jokes. All right, Laura, I'm going to challenge you. You got to make it more interesting than that because 
I don't know that I want to watch nerds playing Dungeons and Dragons. You know, there is a whole genre in the comedy section when you dig deep enough where you can just listen to people play in D&D. There's like a whole bunch of D&D comedy podcasts out no, there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, this one has a little bit more of a Lord of the Ringsy kind of thing going. And it's it's a parody, of course. Um, definitely check it out. I will. I, I, I sounds good. The the Dungeons and I know there's people that watch Twitch and they watch people play video games. And I, I don't like to be the old man on the lawn yelling about <laughs> when I was a kid, but that's just sounds ridiculous to watch somebody play a video game. But you know, whatever. I watch auto racing and people give me so much grief that I watch car go around a circle 500 times. <laughs> and I go, well, I guess that's the same thing. It's basically a video game. Yeah, true that. So anyway, that's all right. That's a good one. I'm going to check it out. Um, mine is an interview show, but it's done. Uh, it's Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. And I know Gilbert Gottfried is a polarizing figure in comedy and in culture. Some people just cannot stand his voice. Mm -hmm. Some people cannot stand his type of humor, um, his energy. They want nothing to do with anything that Gilbert Gottfried has to do. I'm here to tell you that I was one of those people for a long, long time. And then I started listening to this podcast because the content is very interesting to me. One of the things I didn't know about Gilbert Gottfried was that he is a huge, huge Hollywood history fan of television, of radio, of movies. And specifically, he really loves the old horror movies, the old Universal, the Frankensteins and all that stuff. And he's really, really into that. He has a co-host who really sort of does the heavy lifting on the show does all the research, does the sort of, really does the interviews. And this guy is a a comedy writer, I guess he calls himself. He's a writer on that show, The View, and a few other talk shows. But he and Gilbert have done this show now for, since 2014, 622 episodes. And they, they come out almost weekly. And I know this is a big, popular, big time show. The sounds great. They started in their kitchen, but now they're doing it in a in a studio. So it sounds good. It's, it's very slick. And they interview all these old people, basically from my childhood. It's these old, old actors, these old, old comedians, these writers, these, these, um, producers or directors. And they, you know, they'll interview the whole team of writers from all in the family, you know, and there's not a lot of people that, that want to hear that, but the way they do it is really, really interesting. And they'll interview old producers and performers and they get all this history because they worked with so many people. And the shows are nice and long. They're an hour. The co-host, uh, Frank Santa Padre, does tremendous research, reads everything, watches everything before he get on. So he's kind of doing almost a inside the actor's studio level of interview in depth. Gilbert is there to ask the questions that we sort of want to know, but are afraid to ask, and he's not afraid to ask. So he gets down into sometimes it gets a little bit crude and some of these, these Hollywood legends that are very, very out there, and he'll explore those. And if he has five or 10 people over the course of, you know, a month, couple months, 
and they all have a connection to the same person, he'll ask about a specific story and try to find out if that story was true. And you get all these variations of these historic stories. So it's a really fun podcast. So I, I will, I'm going to read you the show description. This is how they describe it. It says, comedian and actor Gilbert Gottfried, a man Stephen King once called a national treasure, talks with the show business legends, icons, and behind-the-scenes talents who shaped his childhood and influenced his comedy. His co-host uh, and fellow pop culture fanatic, Frank Santo Padre, Gilbert is joined by comics, actors, musicians. So he's had people like Bruce Stern and Chevy Chase and Weird Al Yankovic and Adam West and Mickey Dolenz and Jim Gaffigan. Um, he's had Malcolm McDowell. He did two parts. It was fantastic because Malcolm McDowell has worked with everybody, both in England and the U.S., and mm -hmm. that man holds nothing back. I mean, it's like, it's almost like a deathbed confession with that guy. He'll just say anything about anybody. It was <laughs> hilarious. Um, Dick Van Dyke was fantastic on there. Um, there's a guy named Bob Einstein. If you haven't heard of Bob Einstein way back in the 70s, he used to be Super Dave. He did this sort of satirical evil Knievel thing. And the actor, director, producer, Albert Brooks, is Bob Einstein's brother. And Bob Einstein most recently performed on Curb Your Enthusiasm for the last few seasons, and he just died last year. But he had two episodes on there which were phenomenal because he spent most of his life as a writer and a producer. And the backstory things that he knows and can talk about were just some of the best and funniest things. I'd ever heard. So again, it's a well-produced show. Sometimes I think the episodes could actually go on a little bit longer. Um, the guests seem like they're willing to stay, but they, they cut them off at about an hour. You know, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing Colossal Podcast is my comedy pick for the week. There's 622 episodes. Wow. If you can't find somebody on there that you're interested in hearing from, then maybe podcasting is not really the thing you should be listening to. <laughs> well, you can you assure our listeners that Gilbert Godfrey is not using that voice? I can assure you he is not using that voice. He has a voice that is unique, but it's not his screaming voice. You know, he does have a different tone to his voice, but it's he's not doing a screaming. He's he's being Gilbert Godfrey the person rather than Gilbert Godfrey the character who he portrays on stage. I noticed too that the list of celebrities you mentioned that he's interviewed sound a bit old school. Is there something that's going to appeal to people who pay, probably have not heard of any of those folks? I mean, I've heard of them. Well, he, he'll interview, Judd Apatow's been on the show, Artie Lang, you know, the, some modern comedians are on there too. But the, the connecting thing is these comedians he has on, they do love the old stuff too. So they're really on there talking gotcha. about their love of, these old shows and comedians. And so if you're really into Hollywood history and not the whitewashed kind of, here's what mm -hmm. we're going to tell you it's like, here, here's what it's really like. Mm -hmm. um, it's really a terrific show. But again, you know, word of caution, it at times can get pretty crude. He has some running jokes on there that are some legends of some people that are very, very famous, which are some very, very strange habits of theirs that he continues to pursue. And it becomes like this running joke. You know, the greatest thing about podcasts is it has that advanced 30 seconds. Right. So if you if there's something that bothers you, hit 30 seconds. And I promise you, 30 seconds later, you'll be fine. Well, here's a little uh, thing I learned today that made me feel like an old lady. I had to look up what does NSFW mean. Have you ever seen that? NSFW. I had to look it up on Google. It means not safe for work. 
Not safe for work. Yeah. So I found that in a review when I was reading up on the his, the Hello for the Magic Lantern. And that's a good little acronym uh, for this kind of improv show, too. The actors, when they fail at improv, they go vulgar. Mm-hmm. That's That, mm-hmm. to me, is usually okay. If you didn't, if you couldn't think of something funny, you're going to make a penis joke. It's just kind of like a common fallback for a failed improv moment. Right. And so there have been some of those in a couple of the shows I've heard so far from the uh, Hello from the Magic Lantern. I kind of hold my comedians up to a slightly higher standard, but I would recommend that you don't listen to this with your kids in the room because you never know which direction it's going to turn. All of a sudden, it's like super vulgar. And then the next couple of minutes, it's back to, you know, family fun time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, vulgarity is one of those things that sometimes it's 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 okay and sometimes it's not. And I don't consider myself a prude at all. You know, it's like using the F word. It's become so prevalent that its use has been watered down. There was a time when comedians or people would use that word and it really meant something because it had power because it wasn't used. But now it's, you know, just saying any old thing you want to say. It's not that big of a deal. But I think it is low-hanging fruit. I think you can challenge yourself to be a little more creative, to find a different word. I think that was the other thing that was tough for me when I was looking through the comedy podcasts is the podcast world is very male-oriented and finding humor that appeals to a woman that's not just dirty boy locker room talk. Almost every single one of the leading podcasts with the highest ratings is just boy stuff. At least those things are well-produced. And I will say this to the podcast world, anybody that's listening out there, if you're sitting in your apartment and you're doing a YouTube show or a podcast and you've got three guys sitting around who have nothing really to say and you guys just sit around and tell jokes, inside jokes, comment on society in general, I don't care what you have to say. I don't care a bunch of jackasses sitting around giving opinion. That's barroom talk. Mm-hmm. You can go to any dive bar or any bar and sit down and have that same conversation with somebody else. Not everything needs to be recorded and sent out to the world. Everybody who has a microphone, or in some cases a cell phone, and use that as a microphone and make these no planning, no idea podcasts of just give me opinion. Now, Bill Burr does those. He's a comedian. He does, but he's a professional comedian who has something to say, and he can say it in a way that's entertaining. Right. He's not sitting in the corner, high as a kite, trying to tell us what he thinks about the Green Bay Packers. I really don't care. <laughs> my, my favorite boy humor podcast that I found this week, and I'm just throwing this in as a bonus, is The Midnight Miracle. If you haven't had a chance to check that one out yet, it's uh, Dave Chappelle. He's working with two of his friends, Talib Kweli and Yassin Bey. Um, I'm not a huge fan of those guys' voices. They kind of mushmouthy a little bit. Dave Chappelle is just, I think, one of the smartest comedians in the world. And this podcast is very thoughtful. I wouldn't list it as hilarity because these three men are really talking about real stuff, dropping a lot of F-bombs. But, you know, there's no like potty humor here. It's just real, legit, thoughtful, comedic conversation. And um, I would highly recommend the episode where they talk about their friends who they lost to suicide. And oh my gosh, it almost made me cry listening to it. Ironically, I watched a Chappelle stand up on Netflix from three or four years ago. I just watched it the other night. And, you know, he tells some hilarious jokes and stuff, but all his stuff is very, very topical and very, very socially oriented. And, and the way he gets his message, it's almost like now he's, he's using comedy to get out a bigger message. 
And he's really perfected that. Is we'll tune in to see what Chappelle has to say about a social mm -hmm. issue, because we know he's going to tell us the truth, and we know he's going to tell us something that's going to make us laugh and make us feel a little uncomfortable, and actually turn the the light back on ourselves a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Um. So it's it's not always easy. It's not easy watching sometimes, but it's always funny. Yeah. His the episode called "How to Inspire." has some audio clips of Robin Williams' final performances and conversations about these, how these comedians knew these men, um, not just Robin Williams, but a couple of other guys who died too young. And uh, the tagline was, how to, how to lift up your friend who is despondent. And I just thought, oh, that's, that's an important show to listen to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, do you have a wild card this week? And for those of you that haven't listened to previous episodes, we do a wild card in every episode, and it's something that we don't necessarily discuss with each other, but it's something we've discovered. It could be a, a streaming show, it could be another podcast, but we've challenged each other to find something beyond their main theme to recommend. Yeah, I would recommend this to other women in the room that are listening to this podcast right now. If you haven't checked out Working Moms on Netflix, it is in its fifth season. They're getting ready to drop tomorrow. And I'm super excited because I just finished binging all four seasons <laughs> earlier this week. Um, that's how obsessively I binge things. Um, it is created by a Canadian writer, producer, actress named Catherine Reitman. And I love watching uh, productions by boss ladies and knowing that she basically is the showrunner for this makes me respect her even more. It's like sex in the city, but it's moms in the city and it takes place up in Canada. And uh, she's a PR executive. Her best friend's a psychiatrist. They're all very successful career ladies. Um, just kind of dealing with the, com the comedy of raising kids while, you know, trying to keep a career. It's body, it's intelligent, and it's addictive. And that title again? Working I'm, Moms. Working Moms. I'm writing that down right now. And it's on Netflix? Yep. This season starts tomorrow. And it's it's a scripted show or it's Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it feels a lot like Sex in the City. It's a scripted drama, comedy, whatever. I'd but call it a dramedy. A dramedy. Know, but it's actors some... portraying. It's not a reality show. No, no, no. Right, right. No. These women get into some absurd situations and their marriages, you know, fall apart and come back together and their kids do crazy things. Um, but there's also a realism to it that a, a mom who has worked kind of get on board with and relate to. All right. Working moms. I'm going to check that out. I did a deeper dive into Adult Swim. Are you familiar with Adult Swim? Yep. I think Adult Swim is doing some of the best television on television. And one of the things I like about them is they really have figured out what our attention span is because these episodes are like 10 to 12 minutes, 15 minutes at the most on the outside. They don't break them up with commercials. They have commercials at the beginning and the end, but these shows are just 10 or 12 minutes. And I discovered this show sort of by accident and it's called Joe Para Talks to You. And if you haven't experienced Joe Para, I could guess I could the best way to explain is he is Mr. Rogers for adults. So he's very, very mild-mannered. The idea is his show takes place in Michigan, and he lives on the Upper Peninsula. But he's really a, a stand-up comedian from New York City, and he produces this show for Adult Swim. And his stand-up is, is quite funny as well. But this character is he plays a middle school band teacher, which is a very, very subplot 
because mostly he is just him talking to the camera at times. And it is a very strange show because at times he's just talking to the camera and talking to you because Joe Para talks to you. And other times they'll have other characters and they'll do complete storylines, but all within this 12 minute window. And I don't know how to more explain Joe Para <laughs> other than he talks, the things he says are all very simple and they're very obvious and they're all true. And nobody ever really says those kinds of things out loud. And he puts things together in completely absurd ways, but they're the simplest thing. You, so you, you told me about him before. He's, he's wonderful. Yeah, he, you sent that to me on a text and I checked out an episode. It was something about he was, he was in bed and there was a storm. I would describe him kind of like Bob Ross. He's a Bob Ross, but he's not doing <laughs> art. He's just talking. And and yeah. and I uh, that is my favorite episode. Joe Para puts you to sleep. And yeah. it is that he wakes up in the middle of the night and he can't go back to sleep. He doesn't want to go to sleep because he doesn't want to miss the lightning. And <laughs> one of the things he'll he says in this episode, and I'm not a comedian, so it's I'm gonna butcher it, but he says maybe you can't sleep because you're really nervous. Perhaps you're nervous about starting something new. A new job, a new baby. A new pair of dress shoes you're stressed about breaking in. Maybe you're waiting for the cast list to go up. Or perhaps your debut album is coming out tomorrow. And you're worried that people will say you're ripping off Bruce Springsteen. But you're nothing like Bruce Springsteen. You're not from New Jersey. You're from Delaware. You make dubstep. Your hair's been thinning for years. You're five foot one inch tall. You have no teeth. You're all gums. Your microphone is just an old vacuum cleaner. You perform on your hands and knees, and you sing about Fashion Week. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> and then it just moves on. Okay. <laughs> so Joe Para talks to you on Adult Swim, and I could go on about Adult Swim forever. There's so many shows on there that I just randomly will pick, and I am almost never disappointed. There's some others that I'm sure we're going to get into. Well, so let's recap what we've done today. All righty. Well, I covered Hello from the Magic Lantern, a fantasy improv show on iTunes, Earwolf, Spotify, Radio.com, and Stitcher. And I did Gilbert Gottfried's amazing Colossal Podcast, which is on every single podcast platform. You can't miss it. Um, if you type in Gilbert Gottfried, that podcast is going to come up. And my wild card of the week was Joe Para talks to you. And I'm living on working moms. And I'm going to throw you a wild card right now, an extra wild card. I'm going to challenge you, Lori. I want you to watch something I'm not sure you will like, <laughs> but you need to experience. Uh oh. I think you need to experience a million ways to die in the West. Ah, yes. The Seth. Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. I get all the Seths mixed up. The Seth MacFarlane, who I think is brilliantly, brilliantly talented, but I don't like much of what he does. Is this something I watch with my teenage daughters in the room? Or is it NSFW? <laughs> well, NSFW means not at work. You wouldn't want to watch this at work. We should make one up for not safe for teenagers. Um, I think this is just, I think it's rated TVMA. Now there is... There's no nudity. There is extreme, extreme violence. But I would categorize this, I would categorize this movie as sort of a modern uh, Mel Brooks style. It's absurd. They talk in modern, it takes place in the 1800s, but they talk in modern language. They deal in modern 
situations. I would say if you have a, you know, late high schooler, you'd be okay, but I wouldn't go below 16. I promise you it's nothing they haven't heard. <laughs> Honestly, they keep telling me the same thing. <laughs> Coming out of the radio. Mom, I know all these words. Yeah. All right, Jeff. So I'm going to give you a slightly more challenging challenge. Uh-oh. I'm not just throwing out a movie. I'm throwing out a series that you're going to have to binge watch. Okay. Okay. So Netflix series, Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy. Yep. This is going to be a warm-up to when I finally convince you to watch the Marvel movies. Oh, and the listeners don't know, I hate superhero movies i personal challenge superhero movies so this is a superhero television series it's a little bit of fantasy it's a little bit of post-apocalyptic um kind of a hybrid x-men kind of thing where these teenagers have these magical powers each one has a different skill set and uh they have to stop the end of the world from happening they tell you right there in episode one the world's ended and now we, we got to fix it. So nothing seriously at stake in this one. Oh, it's and it's funny. It's got the greatest characters in it. I think you're going to get a kick out of it. Is it NSFW? Well, it's uh, it's totally safe. Yeah. Totally safe. Okay. Because I usually go for the ones that are not safe for work. <laughs> Since I don't really have a place where I go work, <laughs> I'm kind of in that man. place right now. So um, I don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I will take a look and I will I will watch it and then in a couple episodes we will we'll come back and let you know we'll how we discuss did discuss how we did awesome well thank you for listening everybody and uh, downloading our episode of BingeCast Comedy and tell your friends the way we build audiences is for word of mouth if you can share this to your friends anybody in your contact list we greatly appreciate it because it's important that people hear us and uh, we have information we want you to have so. If you like what we're doing, give us five stars on your favorite podcast platform. As always, this was BingeCast, and I'm Lori Butler. And I'm Jeff Harden. And leave us uh, some comments about your favorite shows and podcasts you're listening to right now. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.